Assalamu alaikum listeners. Welcome back to Unity FM. You're tuned in to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. We're here this evening talking about this uh, BIMA conference that's coming up on the 18th of March. If you remember before the break, we were talking about International Women's Day on the 8th of March. And everybody is welcome to an event that Approachable Parenting is doing in the morning at 11 o'clock for tea and then a free lunch after that uh, in St. Mary's Church Centre just on the road from us. And then on the 18th, which is only 10 days after that, we are having, um, well, I'm not having it, but BIMA is having a big conference. And mashallah, we were with and talking to Dr. Shihad, who was telling us all about BIMA and that conference. So BIMA, if you remember, stands for British... Islamic Medical Association. Thank you so much. I was I was there. I had a block for a second. Uh, thank you, Dr. Shahad. Welcome back after that break, indeed, to you also. And we had a lovely discussion there before break about all the things that you've been doing and, and Nima has been doing and, and some of the activities. And I think there's a lot more activities that you're going to tell me about. Yes, so we could probably do a whole other show on all the things that BIMA does. Um, Mashallah. I know we were talking a little bit about the educational component of BIMA. So um, as part of its aim is to provide education for its own members. Um, and I've um, been fortunate to int- attend some of those sessions. So they had a really good session on time management in Birmingham. So how to effectively manage your time as a doctor and um, how to maintain a work- effective work-life balance. Um, attending their national conferences are giving a good opportunity to learn about updates, clinical updates, and also relevant issues that are important to doctors, such as dealing with complaints, um, dealing with, you know, difficult patients. So alhamdulillah, there's been a lot of fantastic opportunities. And also for newly qualified um, doctors, they have they have ways about how to manage being a newly qualified doctor, um, and it's a great networking event to meet other junior doctors, and they often run that annually. Um, so a newly qualified doctor is known as an F1 doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have courses on that, and they also have courses for doctors applying to speciality training which is is really good so if you you're not sure whether to apply for gp or a and e um then it's a really good opportunity to find out more about those specialities um, i know when we were talking off the air you mentioned about the students about helping them actually get into medicine um, and get into healthcare. and i don't think that's something bima um has done yet but that would be a, a fantastic idea inshallah to perhaps support students um wanting to apply for healthcare degrees and how they can apply for them and giving them support about effective interview techniques effective personal statements, where is best to apply as well. Um, So there's always room for development. So that's potentially an idea I can take forward to the BEMA committee. So Jazakallah for sharing that. (laughs) You're welcome indeed. It's just something that's on my mind for a while and how we can help our young people um, to to develop and uh, inshallah be able to present themselves the best they can in an unfamiliar situation because a lot of our young people are not familiar with interviews or how to present themselves and how to get their point across. And sometimes, especially as Muslims, I think we're a little bit shy about um, kind of talking about ourselves. We're, we're that little bit about ego is always there, you know, mm-hmm. wh- where where do I sit comfortably in this? And and I, if there was an organisation that uh, gave guidance on this and what you need to do and how you need to get across these statements and how important it is to, to get across your knowledge and some examples of what you've been doing and volunteering or um, other activities to support what you're saying it would be really useful. Exactly. So as a, as a good Muslim, we're encouraged to be modest, um, mm. both 
in our appearance, in our, in our personalities as well. But actually, modesty doesn't mean being shy or being or not sharing your achievement. Islam wants us to celebrate the, our achievements because they're blessings from Allah. Um, so actually, we should encourage our youth to to celebrate their achievements and also go out there and achieve. So do get involved in volunteering within your local community. Do go out there and find a part-time job that can help support you. Do go and speak to other healthcare professionals. You're right, sometimes we are a bit shy about going to approach other people, but if, if there was a way we could encourage the youth um, to to avoid that and build their confidence, that would be that would be wonderful, inshallah. MashaAllah, it would be indeed. And it's not just for medicine, but, uh, you know, for other careers that you say in all the, the variety of healthcare professions. And sometimes we forget the variety of different professions in there in the healthcare system to make it work. We have to have radiographers, we have to have physiotherapists, we have to have social workers, we have to have health visitors, we have to have midwives, we have to. There's so many people that are, are required to in the system uh, and it would be really good and it's really lovely opportunity that you're going to showcase all of this inshallah on the 18th of March. Inshallah yes definitely we'll, we'd obviously love to showcase every single healthcare professional but we, we are certainly showcasing a variety of healthcare professionals and if anyone is interested in audiology or in radiography they may not be directly speakers from those backgrounds but again if you approach one of us at the conference we certainly have links to colleagues and friends in those areas. So I've got very good friends who are doing audiology and radiography degrees, so I would be more than happy to support them and and give them contacts to help as well mentor them and encourage them, inshallah, to apply for those areas. Because we need... That's how we... As a doctor, I wouldn't be able to function if I didn't have excellent support and and cooperation from my, my other colleagues. So other, you know, radiographers, audiologists, nurses, house visitors. I think now the most trusted degree, um, sorry, the most trusted career are nurses. So we used to be doctors, <laughs> but now nurses are ahead of us. So mashallah, mashallah. they do a fantastic job and it's finally getting getting the light that it needs. Mashallah. It's a very demanding job, as I remember. I first started off as, as a nurse, indeed, where it's very different to what it is now. Um, we spent the first three months, six months, probably in the sluice room. Um, <laughs> and people now probably don't even know what a sluice room is. But uh, we, it was very, very different, a very different career path as you then progressed through your career. You were giving other jobs and experience, and it was all hands-on training, um, as well as the lectures. It, it, there was a, it was mainly hands-on in, in the hospital. So it was very different. And um, then when I progressed to midwifery, again, it was a different career to what it is now. Although babies do still come out the same way. <laughs> and It's like riding a bicycle. Once a midwife, always a midwife. Exactly. That's what we, and, and, and that's the thing. And sometimes, you know, we don't feel empowered in the roles that we do. And, and really, we should because we're doing a great job. Mm. You know, we're serving, we're serving other people and we're supporting them and delivering a baby. You're, you're bringing, helping bring it someone into into the world mashallah so they definitely deserve to be to be to be showcased and highlight how much of a great career that it is before um before i became a doctor in my holidays i would work as a care assistant um at an elderly nursing home and that was such a difficult job it was so difficult and often carers don't feel very don't feel empowered at all but Mm -hmm. they're doing an incredibly hard job that you know Mm -hmm. they're giving both personal and physical care to Mm -hmm. To residents, but also they're providing support for them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, we should be, in, you know, we should be empowering other allied healthcare professionals. It's really important that we do that. Wonderful, and that's a lovely example of what you've done yourself in, in your career. I'm sure you have other examples of how Bima has helped and support other people too. Yes, certainly. So, um, 
So, I mean, if I go back to when I first came across Bema, so I came across it three years ago, um, and like most Islamic events, it's usually around dinner, and it was an Eid dinner that we had at a lovely Turkish restaurant, and, and I wasn't aware of Bema, and a colleague had sent me that they were having this Eid dinner, um, and so I went, and it was just a lovely opportunity to meet other other doctors and other healthcare professionals in the area, um, and I made a really good friend, so one of my friends is actually supporting me on this project, um, Dr. Salma, so she's been helping me with organisation of the speakers and we've both been involved in BEMA since, so we've we've been involved in other projects, one of which is their Lifesavers project. Um, MashaAllah, this is an excellent initiative that was developed about three years ago by one of the committee members of, of BEMA and it's, it's essentially an annual one-day event where we turn mosques into education centres mm. and teach members of the community how to save a life. So we teach them how to manage someone who collapses or becomes unconscious, how to deal with someone who's choking. And it has been very well led. And again, one of my good friends I met through BEMA, Dr. Ajla, has led it this year and has been a fan, or last year, should I say, in 2017. And she's a brilliant job. And it was rolled out, I think, to almost 17 mosques across the UK. MashaAllah. All one day. And they're, work, they're, they're working with the British Heart Foundation. They borrowed equipment from them to teach people how to do basic life support. So how to do, how to do sorry, CPR, which is part of basic life mm-hmm. support. And it was absolutely fantastic. And I delivered it in my own mosque um, for the past two years. And the feedback that I have got has been has been wonderful. And each year they say, please do more events like this. Please, you know, do it to reflect children. And it, we are potentially saving lives. So alhamdulillah, it's a, it's a very good cause. Definitely saving lives because if something happens, a person now knows what to do, whereas previously they wouldn't. And actually, if you're a parent, I think it is essential for everybody to have some sort of a life-saving course like this because yeah. children, as I have example in my own family, when when my daughter's was only about two years old, um, she was at a party and um, lots of children playing together. So I wasn't really taking much notice of her, and she'd put two or three hard sweets in her mouth together, and alhamdulillah, she came and just put out of my skirt alhamdulillah because when I looked at her she was already going blue and oh it gosh. it was from the, the sweets are, were choking her and alhamdulillah I knew what to do and managed to get them out but that could have been any parent mm. in, a, in a situation like this and not knowing what to do the, the simple things of how to to remove those sweets and the manoeuvre that you, you do to, to check and get that out. So I think, mashallah, mashallah, we should have more of these for parents to yes. have these basic life skills for to save a life, mashallah. Yes, exactly. So uh, we ha- we, we're we just seeing this in adults at the moment, but obviously as we expand, we would love to be able to do it for children. And the feedback mm-hmm. I've had for the past two years is please show us how to manage our children. So inshallah, maybe something can come out of this so we can probably collaborate and mm-hmm. maybe deliver this to parents because it is very important. Um, how how do you manage that choking child? Because it's something that most parents come across. Um, so inshallah we can we can take that forward as well we'd love to work with you and take it forward that we've lots of parents that do our programs up and down the country in Manchester Bradford and London as well as in Birmingham of course and the West Midlands um, that that come and they learn the psychological elements of parenting and raising family but we know we need to know the medical <laughs> elements as yeah. well we have to have a, a live child there to be able to parent in the first place um, <laughs> exactly. so we, we, it's really essential that uh, that parents do have this training and uh, I would love to take you up on that, inshallah, when you've finished the conference on the 18th and recovered from that. And uh, um, it would be something that, inshallah, that we will take forward and help you with that. Inshallah. And it's also a lovely opportunity for members 
of our community to have to be you know to have an opportunity to develop so it's an educational day for them as well so as part of you know our faith we need to learn and to teach one another so it is it's a beautiful way of demonstrating that alhamdulillah mashallah yes of course it doesn't need to be just for muslims it can be for everybody and open out and bring we can have it as you said in the mosques and bring people into the mosque so it's a a lovely way for everybody to learn uh, and to be able to help and to know these these skills uh, whether it's with children or with adults as you said with CPR as well if if you come across somebody that has collapsed what do you do what's the first thing you you do or do you just panic I mean people that haven't been used to this they may just stare and panic and freeze and because they don't have the skills and and they just freeze rather than being through a course like this and then think okay it's the AB I've been taught this I know ABC what to do and and start doing something exactly and uh, and, you know we we do panic we do Mm. even as a doctor when Mm -hmm. we have to go to something like this we do panic but obviously because we've dealt with it before we've had the training we we can get over that panic quite quickly and obviously deal with what's in front of us so just giving members the confidence to be able to deal with that and ultimately in every situation the first thing we need is help so just being aware that the first thing you do if you find someone that's unconscious is to get help to to deal with it so simple things like that are really really important Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So that's, you've been doing these courses um, uh, up and down the country already. Mashallah, these are lovely examples. Have you other examples of other things that you've been doing? Um, yes. So they've, they've started doing regular health talks with other mosques. So they do things like they get a doctor to come in and talk about cancer screening, for example, um, conditions such as diabetes, just to make the community more aware of, of conditions that they're affected with. Um, they've also organised um, health day. So I understand one of my one of my colleagues, Hafsa Qureshi, who's a big part of Beam, and one of the reasons I I got introduced to Beam was through her. Has organised health days in her local area, and so they have health promotion stalls. It's a fun day for all the community, um, and it's both Muslims and non-Muslims that can attend these events. Mm-hmm. So they've had a number of, of fantastic events, and they've also had clinical leadership courses so if there's any healthcare professional that's interested in further developing because we do need leaders in our community mm-hmm. then they regular run, regularly run these courses um, and another practical um, a practical issue they deal with are for Muslim women working within the NHS so if you are, work within the NHS there is an infection control policy that you have to be bare below the elbow so you have to have nothing covering you from below your elbow mm-hmm. um, as a, as a Muslim woman, this can compromise some of your beliefs to retain your modesty and keep covered up. So, mashallah, some of the, some of the sisters that we have at BEMA have been reviewing this and providing toolkits and working with the NHS um, and infection control departments as to how we can maintain the, you know, the safety policy that the hospital have, but also allow Muslim sisters to effectively maintain their modesty. Um, and they've also looked at how to wear a theatre hijab, so how to keep your hijab whilst in surgery. Mm. And they're doing a lot of great research, which is going to be showcased at the conference as well. They provide a lot of practical resources for sisters working within, within healthcare as well. MashaAllah, that's a lot, a lot of work that you're doing. So there's a lot of people involved then in, in BIMA. How many do you think roughly medical professions are involved in this charity? Oh, I would definitely say hundreds. I, but they're, they're MashaAllah. Professionals. So we've got, um, we've got consultants, we've got medical leaders, we've got academics, we've got junior doctors, we've got students, we've got researchers. So we've got a fantastic network of people, alhamdulillah, which, which makes a real difference, especially for me. I'm interested in research and academia. So if there's somebody I want to, if I want to find out more about that, then at least I, ha- I have contacts with and 
vice versa if anyone's interested in GP um, or working in particular areas and they can they can liaise with me. So it's a, it's a beautiful community that we have at Hamdallah now. You've told us little snippets of your life. We know a little bit about you. We know you've grown up in Leicester and you went to medical school in Newcastle. But we don't know much more about us. Maybe uh, listeners are probably curious now to find out a little bit more about you personally, if you can fill in a few of the gaps there for us. Oh, sadly, there's not much to tell compared to the beauty of Beamer. But, um, but I, I'm happy to talk about my own career. So um, I grew up in, in the UK, having moved here when I was two. So um, my family are from Iraq and my dad moved here to his PhD. Um, so Alhamdulillah, I've grown up, this, I've, I've lived my whole life here um, and I did my state school education in the Midlands and moved to Newcastle for my medical degree um, and then I did my junior doctor training in in Lancashire so in Blackburn and Burnley if you've got any listeners in there so it's a it's a beautiful area very rural and a really interesting part of the world to working and then I returned to Leicester to do my GP training um, and from there I've got more involved in Beamer and other other parts of my community so I'm very actively involved in my own mosque um, I've been a medic, a mentor at winter's camps that we have, and we have a fantastic. I'm very fortunate to be blessed with a fantastic community um, in Leicester, so who are very active as well in getting the most out of their community. So they do a lot of personal developer events. We have Quran circles. We have Little Angels, which is a group for mothers and children. So it's fantastic to have met you because I'm going to tell them all about you and your parenting workshops. So I have I have access to a range of beautiful communities, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, mashaAllah. And your own profession? Um, so I'm a GP. GP, mashaAllah. GP, yes. MashaAllah. So that's, we need so many more qualified female Muslim GPs, MashaAllah. It's always difficult for, for parents, especially for some of our, our listeners when they, they tune in, they're asking, where do I go? Is there a Muslim? Is she, is, is she a woman? Is she Muslim? Etc. for, for GPs. Yeah. So MashaAllah, I think we, we do need more people, uh, especially who are women, uh, to be in the, um, NHS system as a healthcare professional in whatever area Area, whatever field of the healthcare professionals, because um, we, they do understand other females as well. And uh, mashallah, it's, yeah. it's a lovely profession to be able to helping others and gaining rewards from Allah every day for everything you do. Mashallah, we try our best. We do try our best. But mm. you know, I, I know a lot of people, so a lot of sisters do become GPs. But that I, I was thinking of doing children's medicine. I have a really keen interest in emergency medicine as well, and work part time in in the emergency department. And there are other sisters who, who who go into other training. So we have women doctors, children doctors. So there's so much opportunity within within being a doctor um, as a sister. MashaAllah, there is so many opportunities there. But before we go off air for the last uh, few minutes of the show, we probably should come back again and talk a bit more about the conference and how people can book on the conference. Um, so maybe if we start again, just to, just summarising some of the things that we've said about the conference and who's going to be there, and then we can uh, inform people how to book on it. Exactly. Yes, please. So the conference, like um, like you kindly said, and I said that it is on Sunday the 18th of March at Birmingham Medical School. It's from 9.30 until 5pm and we'll be showcasing a range of sisters working within healthcare. We've got a number of speakers. We've got Saha Al-Sisi, who works for MEND. She's a molecular genetist 
sorry, that's a very big word for me to say, molecular geneticist, and she's also a community activist and works for the MEND organisation, which is really powerful and engaging Muslims within the British community. We've got Nadia Bakari, who is a very successful pharmacist, and she's the youngest female Asian pharmacist to become a fellow um, for the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. We've got Dr Yusra Ahmed, who is a dentist and has been awarded a number of prizes for her excellent work and we've got Dr Sabina Jamil who is a local Birmingham GP and educator who will be um, forming part of our of our workshop which is how I got to where I am so I'll be learning how they've been able to achieve what they've wanted to achieve and we've also got a number of workshops we've got four workshops one of which you're kindly going to be speaking at which is balancing motherhood and healthcare. we've also got an alternative careers workshop so there's some healthcare professionals who have combined working in a business, who have done other things other than being a doctor or being a pharmacist, so there's an opportunity to learn more about that. Um, we've got balancing Islamic studies and working with healthcare professionals, so mashallah, we've got two very excellent sisters who are going to be talking to us about how they've maintained working as a doctor, but also maintaining their Islamic studies at the same time, so often one or the other gets neglected, so they'll be showing us how we can achieve a balance for the two of them. And obviously we have to look after our mental health. We've got a therapist coming in, Rakea Garni, who's based in Leeds, and she'll be talking about how we can look after our own mental health and prevent us getting burning out. So inshallah, it's going to be a fantastic day. Um, and you can book tickets on britishima.org. So that's britishima.org. Or if you search Facebook, um, if you search Google and you put Facebook in British IMA, you can get links to the conference. Um, if anybody wants to email us, you can also email us at info at britishima.org and we can send you further information about that but I really hope that your listeners will come and inshallah support us in serving our community. Inshallah because you just mentioned there now it's not just about physical health also about mental health there and emotional health and well-being and how to look after ourselves as a whole which is really important uh, looking at this concept uh, inshallah. Is there a cost to the conference? Yes, so um, BEMA is a charitable organisation, it's a non-for-profit organisation, so um, we don't really, we don't, we, we, you know, we have to fund these events, and so obviously we have to charge. It is, it is relatively small, so we have a discount for students, it is £20. We were offering an early bird fee, but I think you may have just missed it, but it is £20 for students um, and £25 for healthcare professionals and other, and other people who are working. Um, but, if, you know, if the fee is a deterrent from from your listeners attending them please let us know because they might be able to, we may be able to offer some financial support um but it is it is 25 pounds for professionals and 20 pounds for students but you know if you do have any financial difficulties please email us and we'll see what support we can offer you because we are keen to encourage as many people to come as possible and find out more about our sisters working in healthcare. Mashallah, because it may be that a parent is listening and has a couple of children that uh, would like to come and be interested and they might be thinking, OK, that's a, you know, I have to pay myself and the two children or whatever. It's <coughs> and how much would that yeah. be? So I have that conversation with you, Mashallah. That's, so listeners, if you are listening in and you're interested in going, please do go on the website, find out more about it. It is a really well organised conference and you can see all the work that BIMA is doing up and down the country. Even actually, if you're not able to attend the conference on the day, you should really try and support them in doing this so that they can reach other communities 
families that can go into mosques and put on these courses, inshallah, and help lives, adult lives and children's lives, inshallah. And we all know as Muslims, if we save one life, we save all humanity. So we should be all supporting this work here in the in the UK. And often we, we think of disasters abroad, which is important. We support them as well. But we also need to support the work here and educate ourselves here where possible, inshallah. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I should probably add, it is a parenting show. So if anyone has children, we do have a free crash on the day. So Wow. Yes, exactly. So we've had to, we've had to pay for that. That's partly reflected in what we're charging. So there is a free crash. So any parents who wish to attend and have young children, please bring them along because we do have facilities to, to look after them. And we also have a lovely lunch. So you're going to be fed and you're going to have a break from your children. So Mashallah, I think parents important. will come just for that. And, and I know <laughs> from putting on creches how expensive it is to get a proper creche provider in and pay for that, make sure that your children are, are looked after properly. So that is expensive, listeners. So don't let the expense put you off because, Mashallah, you're able to have a, a few hours off. You're able to learn things. You're able to meet people and and you have your child minded professionally at the same time. How lovely. What a, it sounds like a lovely day out in, in itself in balancing. It actually is the lovely theme there of balancing your health and work life and just coming for the day and meeting people, mashallah. Exactly. We're very much looking forward to having you as well, inshallah. Mashallah, so am I. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, and we're coming towards the end of the show now. So, listeners, if you are tuned in and want to find out more about it, of course, you can ring the studio at Unity F- uh, email studio at unityfm.net or ring them in 0121-772-8892 and they'll pass on all messages to us. If you've got any questions that you want to ask Dr. Shahad, we will pass on that to her, inshallah. Um, do not uh, forget about this date, 18th of March. It's not very far away now. So um, think about it as the day after St. Patrick's Day. So we have St. Patrick's Day, the 17th of March, and this is the 18th of March, just 10 days after International Women's Day. And uh, So it's keeping that theme of, of women and looking after ourselves and women in the healthcare professions and finding out more about that. Uh, sounds a really wonderful day. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going and having the free lunch and having some time to myself uh, and meeting such beautiful people that will be attending so it's it's going to be a day out for me I'm afraid uh, it doesn't sound like work at all (laughs) that's really lovely to hear it's not really work for any of us because it's going to be a lovely event and a really really productive and enjoyable day for all of us mashallah mashallah so thank you so much for coming on the show we've come to the end of our show now Uh, parents if you um, want to find out more as I said go onto their website inshallah and you'll find out more www.britishima.org I'm afraid that's all we have for this week do tune in to us again next week where we'll have another show on Parenting Hour inshallah have a good week Assalamu alaikum